Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to episode number 20 of Psychology Talks. And today we are going to discuss about how to deal with traumas of our past or how to actually deal with those memories that has created so much intense stress or pain in our life. Uh, this is the fact of life that we cannot control these events which can happen to anyone but when bad thing happens it can take a while to get over the pain and feel uh, and feel safe again emotional and psychological trauma is the result of extraordinary stressful event that shatter your sense of security making you feel helpless in a dangerous world psychological tra trauma can leave you struggling with upsetting emotions, memories, and anxiety that won't go away. It can leave you in a feeling of like numbness. You feel so disconnected and unable to trust anyone in your life. Usually, like when people go through these trauma and stress, um, the, time, the uh, time heals them and they get over with this trauma. But to some people, it is so difficult to cope with this trauma and these symptoms linger on and interfere with their daily lives. And they, these symptoms just do not go away. Some people may develop acute stress disorder in which they have extreme symptoms of stress and significantly interfere their daily lives, uh, like a school, their officer, their career, and other can develop some post-traumatic stress. Uh, which is also called PTSD. Um, so like, it is like a very difficult thing to deal with. So today's guest I have invited and he is the expert on this topic. He is the healer, national keynote speaker, trainer, serial entrepreneur, and sought after international authority on brain optimization and mindset transformation work. He has helped thousands of people in dealing with post-trauma in life. He provides brain optimization promise, uh, processes to help people achieve peak performance and emotional uh, wellness in their professional and personal life. He is highly specialized in his field and he has years of experience and has trained many people resolving their tra trauma and has helped them to optimize their performance in in their lives. So let's welcome Michael Cortina. Hello, Michael. A very warm welcome to our today's show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Ambreen. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate you having me on and excited to talk about this uh, topic that is so prevalent and impacting so many people's lives. I applaud mm -hmm. you for, uh, for making that a topic here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it was, uh, it's an honor to have you here, actually, because you have like wealth of experience in this field. And I'm sure our today's uh, audience who are live or maybe like when they are uh, seeing the recording, they will learn a lot from you. So um, before we go and we start the our discussion, just give us like I, I have introduced uh, given a, a brief introduction but just give us a, a little bit about yourself that what actually uh, brought you in this field and how you get into it and what gives you the motivation for doing all this like brain optimization and everything so 
Sure, thank you. Um, you know, well, on the, on the one side of the coin, on the personal side of the coin, I've experienced my own sort of uh, trials and tribulations and trauma in life. I've had uh, my own experiences in, in these areas and have sought out healing and different ways of getting things resolved. And more so on the professional side, you know, I went into the field of, of uh, to be a, a clinical therapist and seeking to get people healing and results and outcomes. And after doing that for over 10 years or so, um, I was not really satisfied with the level of success that I was mm -hmm. achieving with my uh, the people that were coming to see me. And when there was some success, it took a lot longer than I would have wanted. So mm -hmm. I was really wanting something much more powerful and effective and substantial for the people that I was serving. I wanted better for them. Yeah. And I remember actually thinking about getting out of the field. I was going, I was going to get out altogether and just yeah. go a different direction because sort of the, the traditional routes, what I had been trained to do, weren't really, weren't really getting it done at the level I'd like to get it done for people. And so that's what led me on this journey of um, going way outside the box, things they don't teach you in school. Yeah. Yeah. about finding ways of really uh, engaging in brain-based healing and optimizing the brain and getting true sustainable transformations mm -hmm. for people. And um, once I started tapping into that and developing that, um, it just reignited my passion and there's been no looking back since then. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, brain optimizing is actually a very interesting uh, term. Um, so it's like, how does it link with like trauma and the brain optimization? Uh, is it really linked or you, it's different? Yeah, so brain, my definition, so what I've defined as brain optimization is really, um, it's, it's about getting the brain to respond to life in mm -hmm. the most enticing and optimal way possible so there's lots of application for that as it relates and and that'll be somewhat individually defined as it applies to somebody who's experienced trauma as you mentioned in your introduction mm -hmm. you know they're experiencing all sorts of horror and anxiety and reliving things mm -hmm. and so for them optimizing their brain in such a way that none of that pushes buttons anymore and it's completely resolved is is a um is a big deal for someone who's been through the sorts of things that people have been through yeah yeah that's true i mean uh so like let's talk about some like trauma because you know um what do you what is the normal how you define trauma and how is it different from like emotional stress or something so maybe like maybe we can like uh, educate our audience today that you know how trauma is defined and how it is different from normal emotional pain or stress. Great question, phenomenal mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. So uh, trauma, I, I as as a broad sort of definition, I would say that trauma is a normal response, a normal reaction to an abnormal situation okay. that somebody has experienced mm -hmm. and what can happen then is a person can experience all sorts of emotional dis-ease as yeah. 
they are moving forward in life. It could be things like nightmares mm -hmm. and anxiety and broken relationships and addiction and substance abuse. It could be um, panic attacks. It could be avoiding, kind of shutting in, staying in, not wanting to go out anymore. Um, yeah. All sorts of different ways that trauma can impact an individual's lives, career, job. It can make it impossible to go to, go to work or very difficult. So the, I think the thing that I like to highlight about it is this. I used to do this. Um, I used to work for an organization where I did the clinical orientation for all of our new employees coming into the system. And when we got to PTSD and trauma and so forth, I would, uh, there was one slide I would have up there and it listed a number of different traumatic events people can experience. And I said, I, and I would tell my new orientees, I would say, there's only the last bullet point is the only thing keeping this slide alive in this entire presentation. And that last bullet point said the following, it said, traumatic events are individually defined. Okay. Because if I was going to try to list all the events that could be traumatic, you know, I would have 300 slides in that presentation and everyone would go to sleep. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was really about how it's individually defined. Let's yeah. say you can experience, let's say I get in a car accident today and I get T-boned on the passenger side. And I, I don't want to drive anymore. I put the keys down. I say, I'm not going down that road anymore. Forget about it. And let's say you get in the same exact car accident. You get T-boned on the passenger side. And before you could blink your eyes, you're saying, give me the keys. Give me the keys. You want to drive another car. <laughs> so what's the difference? We both experienced yeah, the same event. Yeah. The difference is the way my brain processed it. My brain processed it and laid down the neural tracks as a traumatic memory. Your brain, not so much. It didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's just the difference in an organ, just like any other organ. Livers, hearts, gallbladders, lungs. Some people's organs experience dis-ease and other people's don't. And so, of course, the same would be true with the brain if that makes some sense yeah you define uh beautifully because <clears throat> i think this is very important that you know um any event could be traumatic for someone but same event cannot be trauma traumatic for any other person um and like as you mentioned that you know the car accident could be same like you know the person who has gone through the same event uh could feel traumatized um, after that accident and and I've uh, witnessed and I've observed like people who might not have actually gone through the um, event itself but sometimes uh, just uh, witnessing the event can be so traumatic for the person that you know it this doesn't mean that you know they have gone through the experience but just like for example if someone has seen the car accident or the select or someone like saw the someone died and only that experience, could be so traumatic that it may give them chills or nightmares or panic attacks. So we cannot actually say anything. Yeah. So, yeah, you wanted to say something. Yes, you know, that, that's a great point you're bringing up. And, and that there's a distinction there because as prevalent as trauma is, I mean, there's it's really, really prevalent. There's a lot of it. But I find, too, that sometimes sometimes it gets um, overinflated, you know, like like absolutely everything 
is a traumatic event. And that's not true. It's not true. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that can distinguish this between somebody who experiences, uh, let's say somebody experiences a distressing event and it was bothersome to them. Well, the thing that could distinguish that from then really becoming full-blown trauma that continues to impact their life in adverse ways or, or even, even PTSD mm -hmm. is, uh, does it continue to persist? In other words, if you're human, if you're living, if you're breathing, sooner or later, you're going to experience something that is yeah. less than desirable. <laughs> and, and at some point, um, somebody experiences this and they sort of move on with their life and they move forward and it was upsetting at the time, but they, they move on and they're, and they're no longer bothered by it. Yeah. Whereas that other individual continues to be bothered by it, continues to experience emotional distress, continues, you know, like, like they just can't shake it. That's when you know it's time to, um, that something a little more impactful has happened with their brain. It's no judgment on the person just the way their brain responded. And that's when you know when it's time to maybe start looking for some professional help because it's not sort of resolving on its own. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's very important to know that uh, basically when uh, the person feel that they cannot carry out their um, normal task, for example, uh, or, or when they are, uh, when they do not carry out their routine work, so that is the time they should realize that there's something going on something wrong going on and that is the time they need to find out or to seek some professional help uh, because i believe that trauma cannot be actually healed by itself or even like you know by discussing with the family member it's not possible <laughs> uh, because this is uh, usually what happens what i have seen as uh, uh, among the people like you know they, these are the memories that they actually try to run away from it and that something that you know uh, you cannot run away from the memories unless you just uh, confront them resolve them and uh, and that is the only way to actually deal with trauma but you can also put some light on it that how you actually make that confrontation because i know that this is not possible um, on individual level but if someone is go is going through it how they can do it that you are making my heart so happy right now. That's brilliant. You're exactly yeah. on point. See, yeah. what happens with, with a traumatic, and, and when you're talking about the individual can't typically resolve it on their own, that this is true. Because yeah. what happened is they experienced something. So something happened to them. Let's figure this way. Something happened to them that caused them to be the way that they are. Yeah. This wasn't something they did to themselves. It was something they witnessed, something they saw, something they experienced personally, something that happened to a family, a friend, even a stranger, depending on you know the nature of what they've experienced. But something happened that made an impression on their brain that caused them to be the way that they are. So it was experiential. It wasn't something that happened in isolation by themselves. Therefore, the resolution lies in another experience. Someone 
joining with them, a professional joining with them and happening to them, happening to their brain in a way that's going to optimize and resolve that. And that is exactly where the healing and the transformative response lies. It takes another experiential component with that other individual to get it done at the deepest level. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good. Uh, let's uh, go through the audience as well. Somebody, like a lot of people have joined from different um, uh, places and they're saying hi. Robert Berry is uh, a good friend and he's joined. Thank you for joining, Robert. And uh, somebody is saying savor, um, like savor the flavor of awesome and you. Uh, <laughs> your that's Kenneth. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just a uh, thing. And then, um, sorry. Oops. Yeah, you finally learned the information. God bless you for family. And thank you so much. So thank you, everyone who is uh, watching uh, our program for joining today. And feel free to actually um, uh, post your questions here so we can reply to you. Um, so, uh, move on to the uh, our discussion. Uh, as you mentioned in the beginning, that you know that's like basically you have some program and it's the, about the brain optimization. And as like we were chatting before that, and you mentioned that you have created a program that you know usually uh, dealing with trauma takes longer. And uh, so, but I think you have come up with some uh, program which actually shorten the time and it's more effective. So can you share a little bit about your program on that? My pleasure, thank you for asking. Because what I want people to know is that there is absolutely hope. There is absolutely hope available. Trauma can be resolved. And the game changer now is this. It used to be that the treatment of trauma required a long time it meant that people had to relive and re-experience ongoing pain, pain they've already endured and survived in the process of getting the trauma resolved. Well, that has all changed because what's our understanding of the brain has evolved and so too with it has intervention. And that's what drove me to develop the Cortina method. So I have the I've developed the Cortina method for resolving trauma. And in doing this, we can resolve trauma in as little as, okay, now hold on, <laughs> put, put on your seatbelt. We can resolve trauma in as little as a single visit. Okay. Single visit. And this has happened for countless people, countless people over time and it's really what, what the Cortina method is, is it's a brain-based healing methodology that uses a very strategic protocol such that people do not have to relive or re-experience distressing emotions. And at the conclusion of that, what has happened is whatever people have experienced in terms of traumatic event no longer has the ability, the capacity to cause any emotional distress anymore. Um, we're looking at effectiveness rates about 90%. So it's, it's, a, it's a very um, highly effective uh, healing model. 
uh, compared to many of the traditional models out there that I've studied over the decades. And I've practiced, I've practiced other models over the decades. Very, very high effectiveness rate. Yeah. Um, so that there's, there's resolution. It doesn't have to take a long time. It can be very gentle and lifting and light and effective. Yeah, I, I think that's a great discovery or that's a great, I, I think, uh, way to um, help people to deal with trauma because uh, usually uh, people, um, it takes a lot of time to, you know, cope with trauma. And um, what I have seen is like a lot of people have to go through hypnotic uh, way or treatment uh, to deal with trauma or uh, sometimes they have to take some medicines to relieve their anxiety or panic attacks so i think uh, that would be great like great way of uh, dealing with trauma and especially you mentioned it's just one uh, uh, one sitting uh, it, it can you can see the difference so i think that's uh, that's amazing <laughs> usually so because um what i've seen is like when because trauma could happen to anyone at any time you cannot never avoid we can never plan our lives in a way um, it, and as you mentioned that it could be uh, any event uh, which may not be traumatic for anyone else but that can have a very profound impact on our uh, brain so uh, if like moving on further do you think that trauma is sort of link with some um, past memories or something like as you mentioned that any event can be traumatic for anyone so do you think that maybe like if someone has disturbed childhood they are more prone to witness trauma or with or traumatized by any normal event do you think is it is it uh, this is one way or uh, no there's no link to this yeah, absolutely. We, we see this uh, time and time again. So I'll meet with somebody. Um, oh, here's here's one example. So uh, I'll meet with all sorts of people. I meet with entrepreneurs and CEOs and you know successful business people. I also meet with a lot of veterans, and we'll see that uh, veterans who might be experiencing PTS, and it may be. Uh, deployment related. However, what's very interesting is many times in, in connecting with these individuals, you'll find that there's stuff that happened earlier in life, in childhood, pre-military, certainly pre-deployment, pre-military. And so you, you certainly see a percentage of people out there who have uh they've experienced you know this and then they've experienced this thing and then they've experienced this event and then all of a sudden there's one other event that happens and that was like that was it that that was the thing that pushed everything over the edge and so in a sense that they were i don't want to say not necessarily predisposed mm -hmm. but they had a number of life experiences that were starting to have a cumulative effect such that when that one more event happened the floodgates opened so that absolutely does happen yeah so i think uh that's very true that maybe like the past unresolved memories i mean actually 
or uh, some some events that happened in the past could actually take some sort of vent out in those events or that they found the way to actually come into the consciousness through that event. I mean, it's just that event that triggers those memories to come back in the consciousness. So do you, do you think that, you know, uh, it is important to bring those memories back and uh, become aware of this uh, and this is the way to deal with the trauma? Or, or, or any other way you feel that, you know, that's the effective way to deal with uh, trauma? You know, it's, um, it requires more than bringing it back into, um, so that there's awareness. That is a, that, that's a slippery slope too there, because what can happen is as that gets brought into awareness, that can cause a lot of emotional distress. Yeah. And remember, the one thing that we want to do, um, particularly in the Cortina method, is we're practicing a way where the person doesn't have to relive emotional distress, okay. where the process is much more gentle and healing and light. So yes. it's sort of a yes, but how do we do it, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to bring these things in get them resolved and yet simultaneously do it in a way that doesn't cause the person to feel triggered. Now the awareness in and of itself is not going to do it because I can tell you lots and lots of people say, well, I remembered this happened to me and mm -hmm. now I have the awareness and I have the insight about what happened and maybe i even have insight into why i behave the way that i do mm -hmm. but the same people will tell you that they to experience um uh, high levels of emotional distress and they're still bothered by what happened so the insight and the awareness in and of itself is not enough for true transformative healing and resolution that's sustainable it's going to take more than that and a lot of people will talk about oh just talk about it and and, and get insight and so forth it, it'll take more than that it'll take actual brain reprocessing to truly get that resolved in a way that is sustainable for that individual moving forward in their life yeah i mean um because um that's what um is uh, there is a uh, one danger in because uh bringing those memories back into awareness because people may feel the same emotional distress again and you know uh and that can cause more more harm to them uh but but there are certain ways i mean there are, there are certain um uh ways of treating the people uh, this trauma like uh the same way uh because i remember that one uh, hypnotherapist uh, said that uh, they, they, there was one person who has uh, who was in coma and who and they he was almost um, uh, the doctor he could hear actually uh, the peop, uh, the doctor saying that he's almost dead and at that time he, since he was in coma he knew that you know what's happening and he said that he wanted to loud say it loud that you know uh, he is alive but that sort of such 
memory actually was quite traumatic and that was hindering his uh, uh, like daily routine, their life. So then again, in during the hypnotic session, uh, that trainer brought these memories back and then he had the courage to shout that, okay, he's, he wants to live and he's alive. And once those memories come back, uh, he was perfectly fine. He could resolve that trauma in that way. So sometimes um, I've seen that it does work well that when you brought those memories in awareness and uh, then you find the way to deal with them, right? Yeah, sure. Because if, if, it's, if it's buried, then it's kind of like, well, how, how do you resolve that? So uh, to your point, they're, they're, you, they're, you want some level of accessibility yeah. to the way the brain is processing mm -hmm. prior events that were traumatic. Yeah. Um, to get to resolution, having some accessibility to that makes great sense. Yeah. Make, okay. Makes great sense. Yeah. Um, okay, that's great. So, okay, so what do you think that um, the people who are uh, in the surrounding and they've see, they're witnessing that, you know, maybe their loved one are going through uh, this post-traumatic stress. So what what is their role? What should they do? Should they guide them or should they like, how do they convince the person that, you know, they need to seek help or something? What is What should be done by them? Yeah. Great question. Great question. The first thing is this. The first thing is really, it's in line with smashing stigma. Um, and, and it's really foundational. It's understanding this, that the brain is an organ, just like any other organ. It can experience dis-ease, the heart, the lungs, the gallbladder, the, you know, the liver. Any organ can experience dis-ease. So why wouldn't it be the same for the brain? Yeah. And, and just like somebody who is experiencing crushing chest pain their family member their loved one is going to say hey go to the doctor go to the hospital you might be having a heart attack well this individual is experiencing profound emotional distress that's going to have a real impact on their life so the first thing we have to do is overcome the stigma smash the stigma and understand that it's just an organ the brain is experiencing some impact and let's go and get some help in the same way that you would get help for your liver your lungs etc um knowing that there is hope there is healing that it can be resolved i've met with some people <laughs> it, it was it was kind of good that maybe i knew this after the fact okay. i met with some people and they told me this is what they told me after okay. we were done with our with our okay <laughs> They said, you know, I've been trying to feel better for years. I've done therapy and I've done counseling and I've done meditation and I've done all sorts of things. And you were my last hope. And if this didn't work, I was going to kill myself. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad you, you know, that would have been a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh. To know this ahead of time. But I, I'm no kidding. I actually literally yeah. just met with somebody yesterday. 
Yeah, um, oh my God. Yesterday, who told me this? Just yesterday. Oh my God. So, what's your strategy to save his life? I mean, you're his last hope. So, what, what I want people to know is this is that um, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yes, this can feel overwhelming. And yes, this can be very distressing. But it's temporary because we have a solution. We have healing. We have transformative work that is sustainable. So that is what I want people to know. Um, break down the stigma, get get assistance, and move forward in life. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually very true. A lot of people actually um, just cannot deal with trauma and... Um, so they think that there is the, this is the end of the life and and this is uh, the reason why a, a couple of months back i actually ran this challenge also about the, like because say no to suicide because a lot of people usually usually go through such traumatic event maybe like they lost their loved one or they lost a career or they feel that they have they have like you know, they cannot deal uh, with financially they're broke so they think that this is the end of the life. But the only thing they need to realize is just the end of one chapter in the life. If they just make right turn, if there's no way to move ahead, they can. They need to take a turn. It's not just that it's the end of the life. So it's just a matter of looking for the right opportunity, looking for the right way to deal with it. And that is the solution. So I think um, we are actually reaching to the end of the show. Um, um, although this, this topic is very interesting and we can go on and on. So meanwhile, I'd ask um, uh, from the audience that maybe if they have any questions, uh, they can put uh, uh, in the chat. And uh, meanwhile, I'll ask you that maybe, uh, is there any one advice you want to give to our audience today? Yes, spread the word, spread the word, spread, spread the news that uh, healing is not only possible, but in my experience, it's actually probable. Uh, the likelihood of, of getting things resolved and healed is really, really high. So spread the word, spread the light, let people know that uh, there, there is hope. Um, I did see... Uh, one question on, on the Facebook live here. I didn't know if you wanted me to speak to that or no, or. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can take the question. No problem. I mean, if uh, it's all okay. for the audience. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So uh, Joan, uh, Joan asked, uh, thank you, Joan. And hi, Joan um, asked uh, how to find a therapist that can really help with trauma. And are they all the same? And the answer is they are, definitely not all the same. There are very, very different approaches to, to treatment. Some of them, let's just say, I would describe as, um, as, as, well, Ambreen, do you know, do you know what they used to do with, uh -huh. with people who experienced uh, mental health and wellness challenges decades and decades and decades ago? And I would ask this to people and they would say things, oh, they would, um, you know, they would give them a lobotomy, they give them ECT, yeah. they would, 
you know, do bloodletting with leeches. I said, go back even further. Mm-hmm. What we used to do is people used to get chained to walls. Yes. That's... Put away and chained to walls. Yeah. And I and I, I was running a, tra- a training, a master class on treating trauma. And I said, what would you guys think if um, you walked in here and I said, hey, I got this great new way to treat trauma. I think what we ought to do is chain people to walls. <laughs> they, they would look at me and they would fire me immediately. They would say, you're crazy. We're going to fire you. I said, yeah, yeah it's barbaric. We think that that's barbaric. And there's yeah. some treatments that are happening right now that I hope in 20 years, 30 years, I hope in five years, 50 years, that we look at these as barbaric because there's a much gentler way to do things. So not all not all providers are the same, Joan. Thank you for asking that. And um, feel free in terms of looking for um, a, a therapist who, who can really uh, do some brain-based healing if you just uh, message me, you could go to my website, which yeah. is michaelcortina.com, michaelcortina.com, and I could uh, connect you with some great resources. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean that question was very enlightening, and thanks for I think uh, John's also to actually ask this question, and uh, thank you for the advice. Uh, and I would just say that um, never feel shy to seek advice. Uh, or look, never f- be afraid to seek help because um, they, they, you may feel if someone is like going through any trauma or any disturbance, like emotional distress, um, they, can, they cannot sometimes deal with it individually. They need to take help. It's just like as uh, uh, Michael mentioned that, you know, it's like maybe when we feel and if we have any disease, uh, it, like physical ailment, we go to doctor. And, and emotional distress is same. Psychological distress is uh, same. Disorder is just same. Like we do feel if anybody is suffering from psychological disorder, they do feel uh, pain emotionally. And emotional pain is as severe as physical pain. So it needs to be uh, treated as soon as possible and uh, so whatever like you feel like you have you feeling emotionally uh, depressed emotionally distressed or you feel that you're having some you had tra- trauma in the past go and seek some help and i think michael is an expert so please uh, feel free to message him uh, through his website he has the great linkedin uh, profile as well and he's on facebook so please feel free to uh, get in touch with him and uh, take action rather than it's like uh, before it's too late. So that's my advice. And uh, thank you all for joining uh, us today. Uh, and uh, and thank you, Michael, for uh, for the enlightening session today. It was great having you and you shared amazing uh, and very great insights today. So thank you so much. My, my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Ambreen, for having me on and for, for taking on such a profound topic and, and uh, being bold enough to do that. So it was a joy to connect with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, okay, bye-bye, everyone, and have a great rest of the evening.